Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I'm joined once again by Bob London of Chief Listening Officers. Bob's a dear friend of mine. That's not the only reason he's here. I'm not sure what the other reason is, but um, Bob is someone I often refer to as a marketing Jedi, not because it's accurate, but because that's the way Bob likes to be referred. <laughs> so welcome, Bob. Yeah, I'll get you. <laughs> Thank you. It's always uh, it's always okay to be here. <laughs> that's awesome. It's very nice to be here. That's awesome. And the other reason is because I live about three miles away. Yeah, that would so be I'm, the other I'm the last-minute fill-in press emer- – there's a sort of a hotline – on Ian's desk, and he presses a button, and I, I come running over if he, his guest cancels. Yeah, it's awkward, but it's true. I don't mind. Um, so today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of LinkedIn. <laughs> and and I know Bob, what a you, great idea. You and I are both uh, are both constantly inundated with messages on LinkedIn, and. And the the funny part is when we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, I think the hardest part is finding examples of the good. <laughs> but I know you've got you've got many different examples. And I think the point here is to help people understand what works and what doesn't work and why. And that way hopefully people can adapt or adopt some principles and some approaches to LinkedIn and you know, in, in networking communication in general that might help their business. So what are some of the what are some of the things that you've seen and some of the biggest mistakes that you see people make on LinkedIn? Well, uh, I think the best way to answer that question is to read you some actual real live examples. I will redact the names for the sake of legal matters and and uh, and, and I don't want to embarrass anybody. So here's one. Hi. I noticed we were in the same business with the same interests, exclamation point. Please accept my invitation to connect. Same business with the same interest. I look at her profile. And what does it say? Science-based mastery-level hypnotherapist in all four modalities, which well, you know, I, I had to go to, the, I had to, go to uh, Google for that one. Yeah, and, and Bob does not practice that in all four modalities, so, so it's not the same. Obviously, you right. don't do I'm only in like three. That. I only have three modalities. Exactly. No, I'm not interested in this. I'm not involved in it. And uh, as we'll see with some of the other examples, because I, I brought a few, uh, these are sort of, these are these sort of stamped out, uh, you know, um, assembly line way of doing LinkedIn invitations that it's just it has no bearing with reality. There's no research that's been done. Uh, would you care for another? Uh, I would, of course, care for another. What else? What else have you got? Uh <laughs> So here's one, and I'm going to make fun of uh, this person's profile. I'm going to read you some letters. CEO, MBA, RHU, REBC, CLU, CHFC, SHRM, SCP. And there are some commas in between, but I'm not going to tell you where they are. This is someone's actual job title. Uh, and I'm not sure how they had an opportunity to do any work given all of the degrees and certifications they've received, but that is an actual uh, listing on LinkedIn from someone who reached out to me. I'm sure she's or he is very bright, but just a little bit of an overreach and a little bit of a turnoff. Yeah, in, in fact, there, there's one that there's one that I received recently, and this is the funniest part for me. So I often get these requests, and it sounds like this. I'll read it to you. It says, 
Dear Ian, so first they personalized it, very nice touch. I came across your profile on LinkedIn and was very impressed by your accomplishments, which tells me form letter because if you actually had something that caught your attention, you would say, hey, I especially appreciated X, but instead this is just a form letter. I understand. And then I'm always looking to connect, network, and support people like you. If you're open to it, I'd love to connect. Looking forward to being a valuable connections resource for you. Sincerely, so-and-so. Now, here's the irony is the person has their job title and then a little um, little, um, icon. And then it says, guaranteed so much revenue – so they give a specific amount, guaranteed this much in the first year of working with me, or get another year free. <laughs> so so their mantra is, look, if I'm not effective, then I will let you waste yet another year of your life working with me. It's just, you know, once again, it's, someone said – So you don't oh, feel that's that, a that's a, that that's a valuable gift to you? You know, it didn't seem like a big valuable thing to me, but maybe it is to other people, Bob. I'm not quite sure. I, I, you know, thinking about this, this what this cesspool of, of activity that LinkedIn has become – or petri dish, if you prefer, of bad marketing behavior. I'm a little concerned about the economy of what happens when this stuff all gets sort of exposed and and proves to not work. And then what are all these people going to do? And I'm not picking. I, everyone's got to make a living. I get it. Want to hear another? Sure. Hello from Tampa Bob. No commas. So it sounds like Tampa Bob. <laughs> Guy's name is Tampa Bob. Nice. Hope all is well in your neck of the woods. Uh, took that. So that. That took some effort to say my neck of the woods. Yeah. (laughs) Took a look at your agency, which I don't have, and would like to share revenue opportunities. So somehow the idea of sharing revenue opportunities sounds to me, maybe I'm wrong, like he wants to take some of my revenue. He wants to horn in on my revenue opportunities, and I'm not sure I want to share – I don't know about you. I don't like sharing revenue opportunities with anybody. I'll I'll subcontract all day long. But but Bob – couldn't that reduce your tax burden? <laughs> I mean, he, if he had said that, I would have written him back. Exactly. I'm still so, struck by the – his name is Tampa Bob. Yeah, so I, I, I had one recently that says, hi, Ian. We share a connection, and I wanted to see <laughs> if we might share some business potential. Now, here's here's the thing, and we're, we're poking fun at this, but it's do you have clients that require financing but can't qualify for a more traditional loan? I would love to have an opportunity to see if I could help come up with a solution. We can offer both personal loans and business lines of credit. We just might be able to help. Shoot me a message or or, or, <laughs> or, or shoot yourself. Yeah, I mean it's just the, – the thing is that in every one of these situations, this is somebody who you haven't met. They have done no research. So what do they likely do? They likely – outsource this to someone offshore because let's face it someone who's doing this is probably not willing to pay domestic rates they're paying offshore rates they're having somebody do this work in a factory type setting that's just pumping this stuff out in automated messages now the interesting thing that i do is when i get these if it seems like someone who is sincere and trying to do the right things i will often say i will send a note back that says dear so-and-so thanks so much for reaching out what specifically inspired the connection? And what percentage of the time do you think I get a response to those, Bob? Probably none. Yeah, Zero. And, you know, every once in a while, someone responds and says, well, gee, I saw you speak at such and such event, this and that. And you're like, oh, okay. 
But in most cases, you don't get a response, which means somebody has hired somebody to take this campaign for them on LinkedIn to try and connect to people. And if someone actually responds at some level of engagement, they don't do anything with it because they've got someone else running their LinkedIn account. So it's kind of like being at a networking event and you, you bring someone with you and say, look, hand out my cards. And someone goes, wow, this is interesting. What do you do? And the guy just looks at you and walks away. <laughs> no, you- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a great analogy. It, it is, um, it's a shame. Uh, I go back and forth between feeling annoyed and sad. You want a couple, a couple more quick. Sure. All right. Uh, hi, Bob. I would like to connect as I'm looking to talk with restaurant owners. So I'm looking to my left and to my right. There is not a restaurant owner around. I'm not a restaurant owner. But Deborah and I like to entertain at home. Does that count? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe that's you can what, connect me to that. Maybe maybe that's what he meant. He got a whiff of my paella as he was walking. Maybe he was ah, walking by our house or something. And that would make sense. Restaurant yeah. owners. And then uh, here's here's another good one. Hi, Bob. I'm looking to connect with other professionals who are passionate passionate about what they do. Ah. Now, that doesn't sound too bad on the face of it, but when I glanced at his blurb, it says, I help transform the dating lives of successful single men. So the good news, he thinks I'm successful. Yeah. I don't think I'm single. Does your wife know? She she doesn't <laughs> think I'm single either. And But he's he could help transform the dating lives of single successful men. So I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, get away from me. <laughs> like, where's the nearest shower? Where's the nearest disinfectant, you know? Wow. You know, and, and, and the thing is that I, I think what people forget is that LinkedIn is actually filled with real people. Is it? And it, it is. I mean, it's, you know, there, there, are, there are real people on LinkedIn. And, in fact, I've got some great connections on LinkedIn, people who I interface with on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and where, where if you share relevant, valuable content, LinkedIn can be a phenomenal platform for people to connect. I think what's happened is, and and I think you may have said this. I don't know if it was you said this or Seth Godin said it, but wow. I'm going to attribute it to Whoa. you, Bob, which is which is that I, I and it, and in fact, it may have been Seth. But for the purpose <laughs> of this discussion, we're going to credit you, which is which is if you have if you see something that's good, give it to marketing and they'll figure out how to ruin it. Yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> I've heard him say that. Um, but but the, the other great quote is. It's from the um, Alfred Sloan, I think. Uh, marketing is far too big a task to give to the marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the 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 point of all this is that what's happened is people said, oh, so I can connect with real people on LinkedIn. And somebody thought to themselves, you know, just connecting with real people at, at a at a honest, genuine level is going to be too much work. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to automate it. I'm going to outsource it. I'm going to make it totally impersonal, and then I'm going to complain to people that I spend money trying to use LinkedIn and I get nothing out of it. Yeah, and you may get yourself blocked by LinkedIn, by the way, which I know someone that happened to. Yeah, and probably for good reason. I mean, the, the, A very seasoned professional, by the way. Like, yeah, really? This is someone who yeah. has their act together. They yeah. hired someone in the Philippines. Yeah, and, and, and the, the challenge is that what, what I think people don't see is, look, if you're going to connect with somebody, for starters – Try and add value, and but you can't add value too early. It's kind of like if you met somebody at a networking event, and they said, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you, Bob." You know, Bob, here's three things I can do for your business. It's like no one will want to talk to that person. Just say, "Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm curious about your business, yeah. and you know, I don't know if we have any overlap, but I see we've got twenty or thirty friends in common. It'd just be great to know you." Yeah, 
And that's it. And then guess what? Once you're connected, maybe you be either before or after you're connected, you see what they post on LinkedIn and you comment, not in a self-serving way, just, hey, that's a really interesting thing you added, Bob. Hey, thanks. Let me like this. Let me share this. And now all of a sudden, it's someone who, who if I was doing that with Bob's content, Bob might say, wow, you know, here's someone I'm kind of familiar with because I've seen his name pop up several times instead of, hey, Bob, nice to meet you which they don't even start with that. Usually it's like, hey, Bob, can I sell you this thing? And we wonder why people get turned off by that. Yeah. I, I think that we've had this discussion, except the topic was marketing automation. We've had this discussion. This is the, the, the expression, why, this is why marketing and salespeople can't have nice things because they break, <laughs> they break them. They abuse the privilege of, I mean, automation was not supposed to be about, uh, well, it's partly about scale. Um, but it was it was really supposed to be about targeting. It was supposed to be about reaching out to the right people. But that's just not how the world works. That's not how the world works. We get a toy and we play with it and we we break it, or we break the the purpose uh, that it was used to. I'm 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 much more of the school of saying to people, and I I, I think as I've said before in other podcasts that you've you've had me on. If you're listening to this and you're in line with it, great. But forward this episode to someone who needs to hear it, right? I'm not from the school that says, let me rub two sticks together uh, for six hours to try and get a spark. I'm going to say there is somewhere in my business there's already a spark. It could be a happy client or customer. It could be a referral. It could be a piece of work that I've done that I'm very proud of. Let me pour some kerosene on that spark instead. It's just a much more efficient way to grow rather than – uh, rubbing sticks together, which may or may not result in the fire that you're looking for. So, so the analogy here is I don't use LinkedIn for prospecting. I think the businesses that do that um, are in many cases and the ones we've just described, except for the hypnotist there, it's commodity. And so they're just, they're looking for numbers. It's a numbers game. The same reason they automate their emails and the same reason they send out, you know, hundreds and thousands of emails. And I'd rather, be in a business or treat my business as something special and find that value point that my competitors aren't addressing makes it much easier to sell and market. And one of the things that I think that is lost in a lot of people is people think of, of LinkedIn as here's a way, here's a place for me to broadcast information. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you specifically about this, this topic of LinkedIn is that, I look at LinkedIn as a platform where you know who the individual is, you know what their job title is, where their company is. It's a great platform to listen to what those people are saying and the kind of information that they are sharing and what they're posting about and what they're interested in so that you can now follow the people who could be your likely prospects and say, wow, you know what? I noticed they're commenting about this. I noticed that they are exhibiting at this conference. I noticed that they are now in, introducing themselves into this market. I noticed they just open, offered opened a new office and or are opening a new office. They're hiring people. And, gee, I sell phone systems. Maybe I can reach out to these people. But if you're using it as a megaphone, people are going to tune you out. But if you can actually listen for what they're interested in, you might be able to find a common thread that you can connect to. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, 
You know, it's funny that the information is all right there on LinkedIn that a salesperson or a marketer could use. You just have to scroll a little bit down and you see what groups they're a part of, as you say, what, what they've been posting on. And one thing that I've noticed is, you know what, people, they like to be complimented if it's genuine and if it is um, uh, relevant. So, uh, you, you know, people post presentations they give. And if you really got something out of that presentation, you say, hey, by the way, I just wanted to say that's, that I got a lot out of that. Maybe we can connect. And, and I would and I would encourage people to be specific. So if you say, oh, I'm really impressed with your background, that's probably BS. If instead you said, hey, in that presentation, I especially like the yes. part at the five-minute mark. I especially like the stuff in slide four. And if, if you don't mind, I have one question about that. The next sentence should not be, and maybe we can connect so we can do business together. Well, to that point, I agree. To that point, one of the biggest rants that I read on Twitter and other, elsewhere, LinkedIn, is, hey, salespeople, I'm, I'm, I'm okay connecting with you, but can you not start pitching me five seconds after I accept your invitation? And I think that's that mindset that you have spent years trying to change, which is – and I'll never forget watching you present at a cadre event, which is a – exclusive networking group uh, based here in the D.C. area. And you said, hey, raise your hand if you came here to uh, sell something. A lot of hands went up. And then you said, okay, now raise your hand if you came here to buy something. No hands went up. (laughs) And I thought that was the ultimate demonstration of the the mindsets uh, and and the gulf between them. Like I'm going to go to this cadre thing or XYZ event and I'm going to get some business cards. And, you know, we've all met people who are there, and you, you, you can tell that they're actually get they're quoted on how many business cards they get. Yeah, which is awkward. Yeah. Awkward, uh, counterproductive. Yeah, counterproductive. I would almost call it stupid, but that, some people <laughs> might find that offensive. But I'm going to call it stupid anyhow. I mean, it's and, – and here's the thing that LinkedIn provides this framework where, guess what? If you see that these people are in groups, and there are That's groups exactly of people right. you'd like to be involved in – the, the mistake that I see people make is someone says, oh, this is a problem that I'm having. And you see people respond and say, oh, I can help with that. Um, why don't we talk and maybe we can do business together instead of just be helpful. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't tell you how often on LinkedIn someone will post something and they say, oh, here's the problem I'm having. And three people will respond with, oh, here's this class I have that you can buy for this. And I'll respond and say, hey, I noticed you're struggling with this. Here are a couple of suggestions that might work for you. Right. And you'd be amazed that sometime, maybe not that week, maybe not that month, maybe not even that year, but eventually someone says, you know, we're having this problem and you're, you're the guy who's always chiming in in these discussions and helping us. Yeah. Um, are you available to, to speak course. with me about of how you course. can help my business? Because you've, you're demonstrating some value. Yeah, and I, I noticed you used the word listening before. I mean, that that is – you have to be as good a listener on LinkedIn as you are in person. And if you're not a good link listener in person, get there. Um, go to chieflisteningofficers.com and get some ideas on how to do it. But on LinkedIn, there's data. There's free data looking right at you. All you have to do is think and scroll. Yeah. Because all the good stuff's not necessarily at the top. Just because they have the right job title doesn't mean they're waiting to talk to you. Yep. And, and let's face it, if if you reach out with something that is a problem that you're good at solving, you can reach out to someone. You could look at someone's profile, see three other people in their organization, who they're connected to, and, and you could send a note that says, hey, I noticed that in your business you've got this going on. I read this statement and that statement. We help a lot of companies like yours doing this, but I don't know if we can help you 
or not. Right. Is are, are you the right person? Because I noticed there are three different people. I'm not sure which of you would be appropriate to determine whether or not we might be able to help. Right. And it's very disarming that way because it's just, look, we're good at solving this. I just don't know if you need it and I don't want to waste your time. That's right. Because I, we're all sick and tired of people wasting our time trying to sell stuff that we don't need. So here's here's a best practice then. And I know you've done this and I know I do it all the time is saying to people, I'm happy to chat. If I can't help you, I bet I can find someone who can. Someone who's a better fit. Because if you don't – if you act like everyone's the right fit, then you lose credibility. Oh, everyone should buy this. Everyone should buy from us. That's just not real life. And you ha- and everything's transparent now. Yeah. All of, the, all of these blind connections on LinkedIn. The other one is never send a generic connection on LinkedIn. Always send a personalized note. In LinkedIn, in the app, you can click on the connect button or you click on the little ellipse, which is the three, the dot, 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 and personalize the invite. So then when you personalize the invite, you say, hey, Bob, great seeing you yesterday at such and such. In fact, I, when I speak at an event, I always tell people, look, don't – I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn. All I want you to say is that, hey, it was great seeing you at such and such a conference. Today. It was great seeing you at this. Thanks for your message. Whatever it is, so that way I know – what the background is, and I'll just instantly accept that if it's someone who I've genuinely connected with. Right. I don't want the person who's selling me. It's the same reason why when we walk into a store and the hyper-ambitious salesperson says, may I help you, what do we say? We don't go, oh, yes, please. We say, no, thanks, just looking, because we don't want to be bothered by somebody who's just trying to sell us something. We have to make sure that, especially on LinkedIn, that we are respecting people's time and that we're trying to genuinely connect. And so oftentimes when I talk about this and I say, look, you want to follow what they're doing. You want to take interest in what they're doing. And people will say, oh, so, so you want to, you want to make it look like you're genuinely interested in what they're doing. I'm like, no, I want you to be genuinely interested in what they're doing. Right. (laughs) Not look like it. uh, So what are we, so genuinely interested listening. So what are we saying here? We're talking about as we often end up talking about authenticity and not not pushing and pushing and pushing, but being a little more curious and a lot more authentic. And uh, you know the the story that uh, I would tell you about this the person that I, I referenced it briefly before. He he has a group of executives that get together, and he had someone come in and speak about link, quote unquote LinkedIn marketing. And this person's recommendation was you've got to send out more, more, more. In fact, I have a service, the speaker said, that does this. I'll help you get out there more. So she offshores it to the Philippines or Indonesia or something. And half the group got blackballed from LinkedIn because they were – and by the way, they were still just thinking, well, that's not good. So we have to get unblackballed so we can keep doing it. And I I, I just – I scratched my head. I go, is it – is your business really that um, hard to promote and is it that undifferentiated that you have to resort to that? I, I, I would just encourage people by saying go go out and find some sparks and pour some kerosene on them. Go talk to your customers. Go talk to former customers, clients. You'll find that there are things that your competitors aren't doing that you can do to differentiate yourselves and then it's just much more of the hot knife through butter. I mean – it, it, it really works. It really works. Yeah, and I think the simplest thing is that think of it as every time you post something on LinkedIn, we, what you have to ask yourself is, do, am, I, am I establishing subject matter expertise 
or am I coming across as someone just trying to sell something? Right. And if you come across as someone who's trying to sell something, then you're losing the LinkedIn game. Right. If you're coming across as someone who is adding value, someone who is generous, then people say, you know what? That's a generous, smart person. I may want to connect with them and learn more about them, and people will start reaching out to you. Right. And so, you know, the the whole notion of just, you know, it's a numbers game. I just get more connections. Um, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Amen. So, Bob, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and see what you're up to? www.chieflisteningofficers.com, spelled exactly that way, or on Twitter, at chief underscore listener. Those are the two best ways. And don't touch me on LinkedIn, please. Just just stay away, please. <laughs> please stay away. If Actually, if you want to reach out, seriously, if you want to reach out on LinkedIn, just say, oh, I heard you on uh, Ian Altman's podcast. That is uh, a guaranteed accept uh, versus a decline. And I can guarantee also you won't show up on another version of this podcast with us making fun of you. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, just you know, keep it real, please. Please keep it real. Thanks again, Bob. You bet. Happy to do it. Let me give you a quick 30-second recap of the key information you can use and apply to your business right away. First, stop hitting people with pitches all day long. And if you haven't been doing it, that's great. But I know what we see it a lot. And just try to avoid pitching people with your sales approaches. Instead, try and connect genuinely. Second, make sure that you're spending more time listening on LinkedIn. It's a great place to see what's important to your potential clients. And then you connect on those issues. And then finally, establish yourself as a subject matter expert, not as someone who's just there to sell something. Remember, this show gets a direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic I should cover or a guest you should, that you think I should have on the program, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.